वेलकम टू द पॉड प्रोज सीरीज ऑफ इंडियन पॉडकास्टिंग रेवोल्यूशन इन दिस सीरीज वी सेट अक्रॉस सम लीडिंग पॉडकास्ट एक्सपर्ट फ्रॉम अक्रॉस द ग्लोब टू डू सम क्रिस्टल बॉल गेजिंग अराउंड द राइज ऑफ पॉडकास्ट दे शेयर विद अस द टिप्स स्ट्रेटजीज एंड द डिस्ट्रक्टिव वर्क दे आर डूइंग इन द वर्ल्ड ऑफ पॉडकास्टिंग आई एम योर होस्ट एंड फाउंडर ऑफ डन फॉर यू पॉडकास्ट रोशनी परोनिया एंड वाई वेट फॉर द लेट्स जम्प राइट इन inbound marketing now that might be an industry jargon for some so let me put in simple language in digital age it is all about leveraging content to attract engage and convert your target client and when we talk content we have seen the era of blogging which then moved to social media and then along came the silent crusader called audio content and podcast marketing and to further disrupt this space is a concept called interview marketing thankfully i have someone with me today who can bring some order to all of this disruption i have with me tom schwab founder of interview valley which provides concierge level podcast guesting marketing services to their clients tom welcome to indian podcasting revolution how are you doing today rashni i am thrilled to be here and uh, the time is now to talk about uh, using audio and podcasting uh, it's definitely the the future of SEO and of getting new clients indeed i am really excited about having this conversation with you so first up tom when i visited your website interview valley right up front there is your elevator pitch which says helping entrepreneurs consultants and non fiction authors grow their business with podcast interview marketing and that is in fact the exact group of people and clients that we work with at our production company done for you podcast and that's why it made total sense for me to have you on this podcast to talk specifically about two things why podcast and what is interview marketing for experts entrepreneurs coaches consultants to build their authority and business but before we go there could you tell us a little bit about your back story of how you entered the audio industry and what got you in and around podcasts it's really an evolution not a revolution so i'm an engineer by degree and always looked at things as being systems being optimized and i had started a company that was hubspot's first e-commerce case study so hubspot's a big inbound marketing company and we went from a regional player to a national leader and we did that largely through guest blogging right back in 2006 2008 that was the way to get out there right tap into someone else's audience get that no like trust the search engines loved it. it and it was a great way to really ramp up the business and do it inexpensively so we did that sold the company and then when i was between i call it my sabbatical phase uh, i was in a mastermind and some people asked me well how did you grow your business and one of the things i realized by 2014 that blogs weren't working nearly as well as they used to. And so I hypothesized that you could use podcast interviews the same way to tap into that other people's audience. So we started to test it. It worked great. I just wanted to write a cheesy little book on it in a course and Roshni, you know, I never released the course because the people that were honest with me told me, you know, I just want to be the guest 
you take care of all the rest. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's a good line. We're going to use that. And we actually had one of our early beta adopters buy the name Interview Valet and give it to us because he wanted to see us launch it. And so in 2016, we launched Interview Valet. And honestly, I thought we were too early because I'd give my elevator pitch and people would go, what's a podcast? And then about 2019, it really took off and it gave us the opportunity to build the structures, to build the database, to build the processes, to get high-level coaches, high-level consultants, brands, and nonfiction authors out there in front of their ideal customers and to be able to tell that story, to be able to connect with them and not worried about breaking through the noise because they were getting heard. And now we've grown to a team of 30 throughout the world, and we're excited about where podcasting is going and the power that it's having, especially with the changes with AI. It's making podcasting so much more powerful. Oh my God, that's such a beautiful uh, journey that you have encaptured and encapsulated here, that from a hypothesis, now you are doing a business that is having 30 people across the world, and now you are leveraging AI also. So talk to us a little bit about that hypothesis. What made you believe that podcast is going to work the same way that blogging at one point of time used to work? Well, I think it works into the idea of leveraging other people's audience, right? Or other people's platform. And that has always worked, right? You wouldn't start your own newspaper you would get featured in the newspaper. You wouldn't start your own television show. You would get featured on someone else's television show. So it's always been this idea of how can you leverage other people's established audiences, right? And it used to be blogs 20 years ago. Then it started to be, well, where are people actually listening? Because I think today we're focused on getting more and more efficient on things that are less and less effective, right? I can send an email to 10,000 people and none of them look at it. None of them listen to it. It's going to the spam feature. But with podcasts, people are spending time there, right? The data shows, at least in the US, that 51% of the US population listens to podcasts. 70% of them listen to the entire episode, right? That's amazing. We had a, a client that was speaking at a live event And I remember he was speaking in front of 30,000 people. And the night before he was nervous. And I said, you've talked to more people than this during a podcast. And he's like, yeah, but they weren't looking back at me. But I pointed out also, yeah, but nobody, nobody walks out on a podcast, right? They may hit pause. They may go do an errand, but they come back to it. So it's an interesting medium where it gives you that one-on-one intimacy like no other plus it allows you to do it at scale. True. I totally agree to that. And that's a question that I also get asked a lot because when we talk about the effectiveness of any such activity where you are appearing on other people's podcasts to get in front of their audience, it is about, okay, how do we quantify it? How do we measure it? How do we make it tangible? So do you have any insights or data to prove or validate that? How does that building of credibility of building your trust is happening? We did a study with HubSpot early on. And if someone hears you from a podcast interview and comes to your site, 
it converts 25 times better than a blog. And at, at first I thought that's, that couldn't be, that's amazing. But the more you think about it, if somebody goes to your site and just goes there to look for a blog, right? They saw something on the search engine that pops up. They click there. Are they going to spend all that time to read it? Right? It's cold traffic. But if somebody listens to you on a podcast interview for 30 or 45 minutes, they've already self-selected. When they come there, they are already a, a warm lead, if not a hot lead, right? So you would expect it to convert so much better. And I think there's a myth today about this idea of perfect attribution, right? How do you attribute everything? And I love a story that Rand Fishkin, who's the founder of SEO Moz Talks, and he said, now I'm talking at a podcast and somebody hears me and they're like, I'm going to come back to Spark Toro, right? And they get the spelling wrong on it, right? Well, Google is going to correct it. And when they go to his website, Google's going to raise their hand and say, we got you all of that traffic. Now, say you're on his website, you get distracted, you go off and do something else. Now with Facebook retargeting, he may show you an ad, right? And so you click back on it and Facebook is going to say, I brought you all that traffic, right? So what is correct, right? Is it all Google? Is it all Facebook? Is it all the podcast? I think it's a portion of each. But if you think that you need to have perfect attribution on everything, I would argue to people that you shouldn't be doing live event speaking, right? Because when you speak to a stage for 30,000 people, there's not perfect attribution in there, but you know in your heart that it works. When you talk on a podcast, there's not perfect attribution, but you know it works. And how do you know? Because either you're sending them to a dedicated page so you can attribute where they came from. That's one of the best practices. You can ask during the sales process, how did you find out about us, right? They may not know which podcast it was, but they may know that it was a podcast or some people will even do it at the checkout process, right? How did you find out about us? And what's amazing is that how often podcast comes up or not that I saw you, but I heard you and that level of intimacy, right? Oh, I've not only heard of you, I've heard you. I've heard the founder. I've heard your backstory. And that is powerful, especially when it's not just a transaction, but it's a higher level engagement, right? Where it's going to take more of a relationship. So if you're a high level coach, high level consultant, you know, a brand, people want to work with people. Exactly, exactly. I love what you've said here because it's not just about the content, but also the engagement, your voice, your personality, and a lot of you getting out there in terms of when you are speaking on a podcast. So, so that's the difference probably textual or a blog will have with respect to a podcast. So when you talk about podcast, do you have an audio only or audio first definition or does it include videos also? The definition of podcast has changed so much. So pre-COVID, our data showed that one out of six podcasts included video, right? Post-COVID, what, three years later, three out of four include video. So is that still a podcast? I don't know, right? Now a, a podcast could be repurposed onto Sirius XM, you know, satellite radio. It could also 
be put on terrestrial radio. A lot of podcasts are being repurposed. It can be put on YouTube. It could be put on Facebook. Is it still a podcast? I don't know, right? All I know is that it's easy to create, it's easy to repurpose, and it's easy for my ideal clients to consume. So I don't, uh, I'm not a stickler on it's got to be this. I just, I just want to connect with ideal clients. Mm, exactly, exactly. That's a smart way to answer that because there's so much debate around it. And I personally feel that, yes, I have a little bit leaning towards audio first and audio only approach. So yeah, that that's just me. Okay, so so we've touched a little bit about the why podcast uh, part of my curiosity that I had with you with respect to you answering a few of my questions. So let's talk now about a little bit on interview marketing. So is it a term that you yourself have coined? And tell us what does it mean? It really was coined by one of our early clients, Christopher Lockhead, who's uh, one of the uh, the fathers of category design. I remember he was working with us and he's like, you've got a new category here of marketing. Yeah, because I when I first heard it, uh, like, of course, I've heard it through you and your newsletters that I've subscribed to and your website and all of these things. So I was really, really intrigued and fascinated by the term interview marketing because it's so novel. Yeah, because, you know, some people will say it's, well, it's like PR. Well, no, PR is just for exposure, right? done right, interview marketing should be able to drive results and, you know, have the analytics. It's not just this nebulous, we're going to get heard, right? It's no, it's actually going to drive results. So really that's, it's an outbound or a, an outgrowth of inbound marketing, right? If anybody ever understood what we were trying to do 20 years ago with guest blogging, you just say it's guest blogging, but doing it with podcasts. And really, so it's a, it's a different way to do it. Once again, it's an evolution, not a revolution. So everything that worked, you know, 40 years ago on TV, 20 years ago on blogs is working right now on podcasts. And I don't know, in 20 years, it could be something else, but all I know is right now, there is no easier or power, more powerful way to talk directly to your ideal customers. Exactly. So what's your approach to finding and getting booked on the podcast that are relevant for any person, an expert, coach, consultant, and get leads for their business? It is actually value for their time and effort. And that's one of the things it's with, you know, there's 4 million podcasts out there. Now, only 400,000 have actually published in the last 30 days, right? But getting on a podcast is not the challenge, right? You, there's so many podcasts out there. You can get on one, but the goal is not just to get interviewed. The goal is to get results from every interview. So that really starts with the targeting, right? What podcasts are you talking to? Are your ideal customers listening to that? Is it a format that helps you or hurts you, right? Right now there's talk about SEO, that collaborative content is the future of SEO right? No, no longer are people looking at, well, by people, I mean, search engines, they're not looking at keywords anymore. They're not reading all the text. What they're looking at is pictures, right? Who's in what picture together, what content, and they're listening to the audio, they're listening to the video. That's who they're finding out who has the authority. 
And because they realize that collaborative nature is something that AI is not able to do. Those stories are things that AI is not being able to do. So I think that makes podcast interviews much, much more effective in there. And then finally, it's not just about having a nice discussion, right? I hear so many people go on a podcast interview and like, that was interesting, but what was the call to action? What did you want me to do afterwards? And so that's one of the things that we teach, we share, we test, right? And, you know, every digital marketer will tell you one call to action. I don't disagree with them, but with over nine years of experience, over 1,500 clients on 75,000 interviews, three calls to action always work best, right? Meet people where they are. Give them a small way to say yes, right? Something back on the website that doesn't take them a lot of time or effort. Then give them a medium yes, right? Which could be a little bit more time or a little bit more effort. And then finally, you know, if they listen to you and it's like, this is exactly what I need. Don't slow them down in the funnel, right? Let them take action. And that could be a discovery call, you know, um, a product, something like that, but give them a way to say, heck yes, and make it easy for them and send them all to one place, right? Don't, uh, don't send them to your email, to your Instagram, to your, your cell phone. Uh, that's just going to confuse people. Send them to one place that's an evergreen spot for the evergreen content. Yeah, that's so beautifully said. Uh, evergreen point where you can send them for evergreen uh, conversion. So anytime you send people to that particular page, uh, they will find whatever is relevant, whatever is easy for them to take action on. So that's, that's very nice. And I would like you to talk a little bit more about the collaborative content like you said, that uh, AI is now seeing the collaborative content, the pictures, where people are uh, coming together to talk on a particular topic. Or if there is an individual, an expert, he or she is talking about one particular niche or one particular subject matter over and over again. So how does that work? What have your observations been around this area? The idea came from a uh, digital marketer was talking about this recently, and I've heard more and more people talking about it. With AI now, written content's gotten to be super easy to make, right? And they're always trying to figure out, is this good content or is this just repurposed, obvious content from chat, right? So when blogs were hard to make, they were few and they were few, but meaningful. Now, you know, I can make probably a thousand blogs in the time for us to do this interview. So there's so much information out there as far as written content that the search engines are just saying, they're assuming that it's all just AI generated. So they're looking for other things and images like, you know, every time you post an image, it's got all of that metadata behind it too. Is it the right place? Facial recognition, who are the people in it? right? And the same way with videos and audios, they're looking and saying, who are the people that are talking there? What content are they talking about? What stories are they talking about? Also, is it imperfect, right? There's ums in here. We, we talk over each other, right? It's a real conversation. So those are signals that this is real people, right? We recently 
hired um, a few more people for our team. And one of the things that we noticed was some people came into us and their English and their punctuation and everything was perfect, right? To the point where they were using semicolons, right? And I'm like, I don't use semicolons correctly. And so real early on, you realize, oh, yeah, that's chat GPT they used to answer that question. <laughs> and it almost deleted them, almost like the same way with the search engines. That doesn't look like a human. So we're not going to accept that. And so I think more and more people now are talking about content and collaborative content is being the new social signal for the search engines. Because the collaborative content, it's not just what I say about myself, but what do other people, who am I connected to? And I think that's really, that's more human, right? That, you know, when we think about how, how do we trust someone? Well, we trust them because they know one of our friends. We were introduced to them. It's a higher level of authority and it's, it's amazing. And I think that the, the people that work the hardest to get their ideas out there will get the most authority from it, like you're doing right now, as opposed to the people that just try to do more, more, and more, and, uh, and just put more, more volume out there as opposed to quality. Exactly. I so agree with that point because it's all about you bringing a bit of yourself to each conversation. And when it's live, when it's through a podcast, no AI or no chat GPT can duplicate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was one big key takeaway. And this was a revolutionary takeaway for me that the way search engines are now viewing content has undergone sea change. It's not just about keywords, but it is more about how authentic you are, how real you are. So yeah, that was great. And uh, last question, Tom, where do you see the podcast industry in general going? What is the next biggest trend you are very bullish about? Well, I think it's the word podcasting, right? We're, we've almost outgrown that word. And I remember years ago, uh, I was speaking at a podcasting event at Harvard University. And one of the keynotes that they gave was the similarities between podcasting and radio. Now, when radio first came out in the early 20s, it was called wireless telegraph, right? And by the end of the decade, it was radio. And I think we're going to see something similar with podcasting, right? When podcasting came out, it referred to the iPod. Most people today have never, well, younger people haven't owned an iPod. To them, it's just on demand. So I'm not sure where it's going, what they will call it, but it's going to be ambiguous, right? So these conversations, they're going to be on YouTube. They're going to be on satellite radio, all different places. And I think we're going to start dropping that term of podcast and maybe it'll just be a show, right? And I think that's really powerful when it starts to move from just beyond the podcast player to being part of the life, right? Every morning I listen to the Wall Street Journal daily briefing and it gives me the news that I need in the morning and the evening. I no longer have to read the newspaper like my my grandfather did, right? Still get the Wall Street Journal, but I get it in a different way. So I'm really bullish on how this is going to go through our entire lives and make it so much easier for people to create content, 
consume content in the way they want, when they want, and even at the speed they want. You know, there's a lot of problems in the world, but if you're a business owner, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, there is no better time to be alive with the tools and technology we have. That's so awesome. I'm so excited to hear this, that probably the podcast word itself will vanish and there will be something new coming in. <laughs> so right now, we're recording this in like 2023. There's somebody listening to this in uh, you know 2028. And every time we say podcast, they laugh. <laughs> they will think, oh my God, what vintage people these are. <laughs> So yeah, it was a lovely conversation, Tom. Thank you so much for your generous sharings and filling us in with so many insight and perspectives. Uh, lastly, where can people connect with you? Yes, your three CTAs. All right. And so even if you just want to see what a welcome page looks like and examples of three CTAs on how you do it. Remember, I told you, you send them to an evergreen page with three CTAs. So go to interview valet dot com valet with the v interviewvalet.com forward slash i p r right and there you're going to find there's an assessment 10 questions will interview marketing work for you right there's also a free copy of my book podcast guest profits how to grow your business with the targeted interview strategy right i sell a lot of them i'm happy to give you one that's the medium cta right and then the heck yes if you heard this and it resonated with you and you know, you'd like to talk with me or my team on how we could help you do this, just go back to interviewvalet.com forward slash IPR and all that information will be there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hope this conversation helps you with your podcasting journey, whether you are an emerging or an established podcaster. For more such podcast insights, follow Indian Podcasting Revolution. And if you want help with the launch, management or growth of your podcast, check out our website www.dfip.in, which is the acronym for Done For You Podcast. Because you see, we like to keep things simple. And yes, if you wish to be a part of an exclusive podcaster community, join the waitlist from the link given in show notes. That's all for Pod Pros at Indian Podcasting Revolution this week. We shall meet again in the next episode.